Good morning, good evening, and good night, my terrible listeners. You're tuned in to Terrible Sex with Nassim. I'm producer Dan, and each week I have the honor of bringing you registered nurse, sex educator, polyamory enthusiast, and true women of the people, Nassim. She tells us stories, answers our questions, and helps us feel more comfortable around the world's infinite variety of sexuality. If you've got a question for Nassim, call, write, or email. All Nassim's contact info can be found at terriblesexwithnassim.com. Hello, Nassim. Hey, Dan. How are you? Great. That was a lovely introduction. Thank you. I'm so glad you liked it. I just want to say that I'm just here because, you know, sex is something that for the most part we all have and have engaged in in one point in our lives or another or have an interest in at one point in our lives or another. God willing. <laughs> and it's a it's an awkward thing. It can be. And it's absurd. The whole concept of sex is just absurd. And I don't think enough people talk about that. Delightfully about the, so. The goofy things that happen in the saddle. Um, I think that, you know, I'm just here to normalize that and say, it's okay. Bad sex, it happens. And it's okay. All that can happen from that is you just get better at it. I like it. Practice, practice, practice. It makes, it doesn't make perfect, but it makes pretty damn good. (laughs) I think that's a beautiful thing to shoot for. That's, That's the goal. I mean, it is for me. Awesome. How's your week been? Uh, you know, I worked. Okay. And uh, that was surprisingly slow considering it's, you know, we're in the thick of Omicron and COVID and everything. Like you said earlier, I am a registered nurse um, and I'm a travel nurse. So I'm here in Chicago for X amount of time. Um, and... The it's funny actually. Over last weekend, I was called off for a few hours. They didn't even want me. Wow! It, the supervisor even said to me, "Nasim, I can't believe I'm saying this to you, but you don't have to come in until 11. <laughs> so I was like, "Okay." Nice. Um, but so it's been kind of a slow week, but I don't suspect that will last for very long. It rarely I'm does. I'm sure it. No, it'll pick up, especially as cases start to come in. So. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I've just been slumming it, <laughs> keeping keeping my head down. Nice. Awesome. So. Well, good to hear. Mm-hmm. And yourself, Danny, have a good week? Um, yeah, I had it. Work was kind of crazy this week for me, and that's okay. Uh, just doing website support type, type stuff, and um, as soon as I clock out, I have had a wonderful, wonderful week. We still, uh, we're wrapping up a... a, a remodeling at my house so lots of uh things coming together things coming together we had the electricians in this week and that means that we're close to the end got all new switches and all new buttons in the house and man it feels like uh, a whole new place that made a real big difference great it was great my house back home needs a lot of work but we'll get there eventually they all do so they all do i mean when you have a house that's a hundred and some years old like i do Right. It will. Yeah. So anyway, the reason we're here is to talk about blowjobs, Dan. Awesome. Okay. That's the theme of the week. Great. Is the good old, the good old BJ, the Hummer, the S and the D, the however you want to put it. 
in one way or another, it's going to end up in your mouth. Um, <laughs> so uh, that's what I want to talk about today. Are Wonderful. you okay talking about that today? I'm love. Yes, by all means. Okay. It's your show. So I'm along for the ride. <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> so blowjobs, uh, fellatio, if you will. Now, today I'm going to specifically talk about heterosexual sex um being that's 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 the only sex i've ever had so um if you know people want to talk about their experiences with other forms of oral sex fantastic but today i just want to get some perspective on um good old classic sucking a d um you know some people i've talked to a few people and some people love it and some people hate it both on the receiving and the giving end have you had similar experience or conversations with like guys like i'm I'm interested in your perspective especially dan as a man for sure who i assume has been on the receiving end of this um yes love it or hate it i have love it always love it okay great even Um, even when it's terrible it's great you know i'm so glad you said that because that is something that I wanted to talk about because is there such a thing as a bad blowjob? Sure. But it's still great even if it's bad? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, well, I have a story then to tell you uh, about a time that it wasn't so great. Let's hear it. Okay. So I personally, big fan of the fellatio love to give it. I know a lot of women aren't into it, which is something I've never understood. Um, but I think a lot of that comes down to communication. Sure. You know, I think it has to be something that you want to do in order to do it well. Yeah, that makes sense. With anything. If someone's like kind of coercing you or guilting you into doing it, blowjob or not, any aspect of your life, sex or not, don't do it. Um, Especially if it's sex. If someone's coercing you into it, don't fucking do it. I'd say um, the same for painting a room, too. If you, yeah. It's not going to be a good paint job unless you want to paint that room. If you're just going to show up That's and true. do it because somebody wants you to do it, it's going to get half-assed. You got to want to paint. Is that how the Homer model's going there, yeah, Dan? Yeah, totally. Okay, totally. Uh, fair. Um, but I, I know a lot of women who don't like giving blowjobs. I know men who don't like receiving them which frankly blows my mind. Um, But I had just moved to Chicago and now you had mentioned in the intro, I am polyamorous. I am married. Uh, My husband lives back in Michigan, back home. um, And we date separately other people. And I am here and I was on Tinder because I was bored and I've wanted to meet been, some people. I've never been on Tinder. I find it's a it, terrible place. I find it very <laughs> exciting. I love Tinder stories. It's terrible. <laughs> um, but I mean, I've met a few quality people, but for the most part, it's a shit show. Um, so anyway, I met this guy on Tinder. Um, we'll call him Greg. Um, and we had been talking hi, for... Hi, Greg. If Hi. <laughs> it's his name's not Greg, but we'll call him that. Um, trying to respect people's privacy because he doesn't know I'm telling the story. <laughs> so he'll always be uh, Greg to me. He'll always be Greg to you. <laughs> uh, and Greg and I 
had a very brief interaction on Tinder. Um, we, you know, were texting back and forth briefly, and it was late. I was actually, I was leaving another date, uh, and was on my way home on the train, and I didn't want to go home. I didn't want to be alone because no. I just didn't feel like it. <laughs> so I was like, I have the whole night to myself. I feel like being social. So I've been texting and he was working late as well. And he said, well, you know, I'll, we can hang out. We can get drinks after I get out of work. He gets out of work a few hours later. We go to a bar near my apartment. This is like, does Greg work in the service industry? What's Greg do? He does work in the service industry, um, in food service. So he's closing up the restaurant or doing whatever it is he does. Sure. And we meet at this bar near me. How long have you guys been chatting back and forth by this point, by the time you decide to meet? Because it's been several days or like several hours? Like three hours. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Something like that. Brand new Tinder connection. Brand new Tinder connection. Got it. Got it. I think we had liked each other. I think we had matched a week prior. Okay. But hadn't really engaged with one another a whole hell of a lot until this day. Got it. Yeah. So we go get drinks. And at first I'm like, no, thank you. I'm not really interested in this person. But this thing happens with me where I'll go on a date with someone I'm not really that interested in. And then something happens about an hour in 30 minutes in where something clicks in my brain and I'm like, no, we're going to do this. I'm in, I'm all in. (laughs) So that's not long, 30 minutes and it just happens. 30 minutes. uh, Does it ever happen where I'm not interested? Yeah. Oh, sure. Okay. Just not very often. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Good. So I'm a very open woman. I'm very open to new experiences. I always want to have a story to tell. Um, part of the reason why we have this podcast. Right. So I like to tell stories. That works out well so, for us. It sure does. So I meet up with him. We're having these drinks and bars. It's a 2 a.m. bar. So it's time. It's starting to shut down. Don't want the night to end. And I say to him, hey, Greg, uh, it's late now. I'm new to the city still. Will you walk me home? Under the guise. And truthfully, I did want an escort home because it was a walk. It was about a 10 minute walk and I am new to the neighborhood and you hear things about Chicago or whatever. So I had him walk me home and he was happy to do it. And then we get to my apartment outside, and he says he has to use the bathroom or something. Some excuse to get into my apartment, I'm sure. So, or maybe he did have to piss. I don't know. It could be both. It could be. Because he did end up using the facilities. So anyway, we both do our things, sit on the couch, talk for a while. Must have been another hour at least of just chatting. Wow. And so- is this is this a weeknight or a weekend? I have no idea. <laughs> okay. Well, in my bars closed in this town, no usually at 2, 2 a.m. Yes. So this is a 2 a.m. bar? Yes. Okay. There's also the 4 so a.m. bars, and on Saturdays, everybody gets an extra hour, but these are all rules about Chicago we don't have to go over right now. 
And I don't know those rules, <laughs> being, being not a Chicagoan. So I don't know how it starts, but it's like any awkward date where you start to get a little physical. Yeah. Make it out on the couch, whatever. And then I say, you know what? My bed is right there because I have a 250 square foot apartment studio. <laughs> so there's not a whole lot of room. It, it really is right there. It really is right there. But you have a couch and a bed? I know, right? That's pretty high living for 250 square feet. It barely works, but I make it happen. So we're on the bed. And I start to go down on him. Now, here's the thing about blowjobs. They do take practice. I think they take practice. You don't just instantly know what you're doing the sure. first time you have a dick you have a dick in your face, no. right? It's, How could you? Especially, <laughs> right, because it's an implement that I don't have for myself. Right. I don't know what feels good. So over the course of the last, how old am I? <laughs> 15 years or so, uh, I have had experience and it's built off of each other. Sure. And especially since I've been here and have opened up my marriage with polyamory, I have increased my skill set, let's just say. Well, congrats. Thank you. And I only say that because that's the feedback that I've received. Do, do you have so a questionnaire that you send out after every table day? <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. I mean, feedback you, is all, great. All Tinder dates should have, um, or Tinder profiles or any kind of dating profiles should have like a Yelp review system. I like that. Where you, people go in, they give you f like three out of five dicks or whatever it sure, is. Sure. And, Anything uh, below three like, dicks, you never have to match again. Yeah. Two tits up, like whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, so <laughs> that's sort of where things were going. Now, I am using all of my knowledge and history and understanding of the male body and sensuality to... I was putting in the work. Let me just put it this way. I was yeah. putting in the time and the effort. And he says and to me... Gifting this to Greg. Gifting this to Greg. I am... Right. He, it is an honor for him. To Without be receiving this a from doubt. Me. Okay. And he fucking knows it. <laughs> but he's, he says, and, and I'm getting some positive feedback. He's right. telling me how gr great it is. You know, he's talking to me through it. Awesome. And then it gets real quiet, Dan. Real quiet. And then he stops me. And he says, you know what? The energy level is at like a five and I need it to be at like a 10. So I'm going to go. Wow. Greg. Motherfucker. Greg. Stopped me mid beach. Mid beach. Got up, pulled his pants up and was like headed out the door. And I'm like, what the fuck? And, really got to me, Dan. And he did it in an incredibly rude fashion. I would think so. Yes. You can say thank you so much. I, I'm not feeling it tonight. This just isn't working for me. All those things. Okay. Reasonable. If you want to go home, you're allowed to go home whenever you want to. But when you're just, when someone is on their knees, gifting this to you the way that you are. 
and you just tell them that there's not enough enthusiasm. Fuck you, Greg. Fuck, <laughs> Fuck you. you, Greg. Fuck you, Come Greg. Come on. So I let it, I was like, okay. And he's like, it's not you. Like, you're, you're great. Like, you're doing a really great job. I just, I just got to go. Like, it's not. Now, here's the thing that, and part of the reason why I'm keeping this anonymous for good old Greg, is he lost his erection during the blowjob, which I think can happen to anybody. Of course. And I don't think it necessarily, not that I don't think, I know it has nothing to do with the partner or um, what is happening physically in that moment. Right. Erections are a head game from my understanding. Like, a mind game, specifically. <laughs> um, of course, it's a head I, game. I would agree. But I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. So it's my belief that there was something going on in Greg's head, in his mind. Either he was thinking about something else or um, he wasn't feeling it. And that's perfectly fine. It is a-okay for someone to lose interest or for something to happen and then they lose their erection. But you can't blame that on your partner. You can't exactly. put the burden on the person who is gifting you with a rock and blow job, I may add. 15 years of experience. And 15 years of experience. All right culminating here. into this single act of kindness. I gave him. I gave him 15 years of my life in this moment. Right. Yes. And it's not that it wasn't good enough. I know it was good enough. I know that I have a talent. And we all have this talent. Um, but I know that it wasn't my problem. It was his problem. My problem is how he responded. Yes. And how he treated me after that fact i couldn't agree more he used he used his insecurity against me in that moment yes and that boys and girls is a problem a very large problem yes and i think a big problem for greg because he didn't let me you know he didn't get the opportunity he he left the party early and that's okay that's okay that's okay but he's the one that really um, messed up he did miss out he did miss out, Dan. So that all of that to say, it's a short story, um, but I think it does highlight this problem that people have in not just in sex, but in any kind of relationship of communication yes. and and the inability to take the responsibility of of owning up to someone's insecurity of owning up to their feelings in any given moment. If I'm not feeling great about a certain experience, it is up to me to let my partner or partners know that. I couldn't um, agree instead more. of like, le instead of leaving them on red or leaving them hanging, not knowing what they did wrong because they didn't do anything wrong. I'm the one with the problem. So I just think communication is something that, and I think we'll talk about this more as the podcast progress, but 
it is communication is the key of any kind of encounter, sexual or not. And I think a lot of feelings would be saved if people were just more open to talking about their their own needs and what's what's going on. Absolutely. Let me let me paint a picture of this alternative world where Greg could be a better person. So you're giving, okay. you're giving Greg a second gift by your knowledge and understanding of probably what happened. Because really what most people would give Greg after that interaction is fuck that dude. I was going down on him. And now he's telling me I'm an asshole. F that. I never want to talk to that dude. And I want to tell all my friends what a jerk he is. That's usually how that would happen. And here you are once again, gifting Greg, giving Greg the gift of understanding on top of what you were already giving Greg, which was a lovely evening that he fucked up. Sure. Alternatively, Greg could have said, listen, clearly my head's not in the game. I'm so sorry. Thank you for everything you're doing. Why don't we just go watch Netflix or why don't I go home tonight? Let's catch up again some other time. Thank you so much. It could have ended with you feeling good with Greg feeling. Okay. He's the one that is clearly having something going on anyway, but that's a much better place to leave this than everyone thinking everyone else is a dickhead. Absolutely. And it's funny because he did tell me, he's like, you're being so understanding. Yeah, I know. Cause I'm a nice fucking human being. (laughs) And also you're, you obviously have something going on here and it's not my job to fix it. I just met you. Um, I lost my train of thought. (laughs) See, that happens. Trains of thought, very similar to erections. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Your head can just go go. someplace else and everything goes to hell. It's all right. It happens on podcasts too. Okay. I'm very understanding. I'm very understanding. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. You're you're doing great. Um, So are you. I like that story. I don't like Greg, but I like that story. (laughs) Yeah. What's interesting, though, is afterwards I asked him, I said, hey, man, can you just, I know you live a little bit away. Can you just text me when you get home? I'm always like that. I always tell everybody, text me when you get home. Another gift. I don't want you dead. Another gift from the scene, uh, Greg. Another gift. I'm so generous. He said, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Of course. Never texted me this when he got home. And I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. A month later, Daniel, <laughs> this, <laughs> this fucking guy sends me a Snapchat and is like, hey, how are you doing? I'd like to see you again. What? <laughs> let's, uh, I just, let's, let's get Greg on the show. I just responded. We got to air this well, out. <laughs> I just snapped him back and said, well, well, well. Haven't heard from him since. <laughs> well, Jesus Christ. Fair enough. Fair enough. Take that. Yeah. Greg. How old is Take Greg? that. How old is Greg? Is he like 17? Fuck. No. I wouldn't think so. <laughs> But he's, he's acting like a 17-year-old. He's acting like someone who's had very little 
communication around sexual acts. Maybe maybe he's a late bloomer. It's... Maybe that's what's happening for Greg. I don't know if it's that he's a late bloomer. I think something happens and correct me if I'm wrong, Dan. I don't I'm not a man, so I don't know what goes on in your head. It's, but... it's your show. I'm not here to correct you, but continue. <laughs> Thank you for that. But I think that a lot of men I don't know if it's a socialized thing, but a lot of men are unable or don't know how to express themselves emotionally um, or mentally. Oh, that's a fact. In any kind of in any constructive sort of way. I couldn't um, agree because with you. Can, because any other sign because if they do do that, that's a sign of weakness, right? Um. In in the alpha male sense, yes. And if your goal is to impress the alpha males, then go work on impressing the alpha males. If your goal is to meet some nice ladies and enjoy time with them or other partners, then maybe learn to communicate about your feelings, you dipshits. I'm going to say something. I don't think there's any such thing as a as an alpha male. Alpha males don't exist. Alpha males exist and they're all in their own heads. But the reality is that they don't exist. They think they do. Yes. Anyone who thinks themselves an alpha male is not really an alpha oh, no. male. Everyone Ergo, else, they don't exist. Everyone else thinks they're a dipshit. Sure. And if that's the litmus test, if that is the threshold of being an alpha male is to be a dipshit, don't want them. <laughs> don't, don't want them. Don't want them. Don't, don't want them. No. So that's kind of that's greg but i but that makes me think too not just about the communication thing but is there such a thing as a bad blowjob when not to say that i was giving one right 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 but well i th- i think if there's such a thing as a bad blowjob that is what you've experienced that's that's about as bad as it could be if as someone receiving a blowjob, if someone is willing to give you that joyous gift of your penis in their mouth, then by all means, even if it's not that good, it's wonderful. What a pleasant because thing it's, for someone to do It's for the you. gift. Right, right. It's the gift. And I think that that's what a lot of people are missing with any kind of sex act, it's this is a person who is willingly offering themselves to you in a way that is very intimate, very personal, um, awkward. Right. Goofy. I mean, goofy. It's a weird concept. Yes. Genitalia in the mouth. <laughs> weird concept. Like you pee out of that hole. Like what? What? <laughs> Why do I want that in my mouth so bad? I can't tell you, but I do. <laughs> like, it's it's a strange thing that we do as humans. Right. Um, and the idea that someone is willingly doing that for you, should I feel, click in your brain, oh, this is a gift. Even if I don't get off, even if there's no orgasm, the fact that you are willingly doing this is amazing. Right. And, you know, there's a lot of depictions that 
the one receiving has all the power in that dynamic. Oh, no. I fully disagree. Fully disagree. I never feel so powerful as when I am going down on somebody because I have all the power. I'm the one who can dictate the pleasure in the scenario. Absolutely. You're a real boss, Nassim. Well, I don't have enough employees. But <laughs> okay. Well, on that note. So that's my take on the beach. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And on that note, how about some questions? Some questions. Yeah, we got some listener questions. You ready? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hi, Nassim. So my boyfriend likes to fall asleep with me inside him. Is this normal? I'm not sure how I feel about it. First off, let's just remove the word normal from our vocabulary. There's no such thing as normal sex. Sure, some people say there's vanilla and kinky or what have you, but normal is really dictated by the people within the construct of that relationship. I personally don't think there's anything weird about having another person inside me as I fall asleep. I think there's something very loving and comforting about that. Um, now, if it's not something you're into, I think that's something that, again, needs to be communicated. But is it weird? Uh, not necessarily. Um, I would examine what is it about that that potentially makes you uncomfortable. Um, is it the feeling of loss of control? Is it the feeling of, um, is it a consent issue, you know, ultimately? Do you feel like if you know, the other person wakes up and you're in him, is that going to be uh, a consent violation of some kind between the night and the morning? Because consent is, can always be revoked, right? Totally. So there's some questions that I think you should ask yourself, ask your partner um, and see what you're comfortable with. And this, I mean, goes to anything, but the act in of itself I don't think it's weird. I don't think so either. I think if these folks were standing next to me, I'd say, hey, do you like that? And do you like that? And if they both said, yeah, I'd give it the thumbs up. Absolutely. Right. And that's true of anything. I think that if both people are into it, do it. Right. Why, why are you writing a seam about that? Talk, talk to your lover. That's basically the end. Of, that's the end. Of, that's the podcast. Right. That's the podcast. Well, Talk to your lover. This is this is the end of this podcast. We answered all the it's questions. It's been real. It's been fun. Good job. My work here is done. Real woman of the people. Uh, sitting with uh, or sticking with today's theme. Hi, Nassim. How different is the taste to come from guy to guy? Oh, gosh. You know what? It has less to do with taste, I think, and more to do with viscosity. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Um, uh, you know, I, they say things like diet changes. I've heard people say, oh, if you drink a bunch of fruit juice or pineapple or whatever, your cum will taste better. That has not been my experience, personally. Uh, I think that whether a person is hydrated or not... 
makes a big difference in terms of viscosity. I've been with guys who it's like almost like milky in consistency. There's another guy that I have been with. It's like rubber cement. Like there's it, there's a very wide range. Um, but I would say, and that also depends on, you know, what's their sperm count? Um, what other, like, are, are they hydrated? Lots of other things can um, affect that. But taste-wise, unless they're doing something really outrageous and going to an extreme length to change their output, <laughs> let's say, <laughs> there's really no difference in the flavor, in my experience. Good to know. Good to know. Thank you. You're, oh, oh, you're welcome. Good answer. All right. This one, we're getting, we're getting in some beefier questions now. Okay, I'm here for the beef. <laughs> Hi, Nassim. I have no Hello. Idea. I have no idea if I've ever orgasmed before, to be honest. I'm a woman, and before I started having sex, I used a vibrator for my clit. I still do that after, mm. like, five years. I've gotten close mm. in what seems to be the weakest feeling orgasm ever, but I have no idea if it's one or not. Now I've had two sexual partners, and my first one was extremely bad at sex. He finished too quickly, sweat too much, never went down on me, and only did like one position, and some other things as well. I wonder what those were. My most recent... I'm very interested. Right? My most recent partner was pretty good at sex, good dick size, and I've actually had a strong emotional connection with him that makes it that much better, but he also doesn't last long enough for me to where I think I'll need to be in order to orgasm. Does everyone have a different level of orgasm? Because I've always kind of felt mine is low. If that makes sense, LOL. Thanks. Sure. There's a lot there. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot there. Um, short answer is yes. Uh, everyone has a different experience when they orgasm. Um it's and it could change time to time within one person you know not all of my o's are the same um you know i can have one that's really strong really powerful it will cause me to start you know it's good if i start laughing or i start crying after sex <laughs> because that means that it just like really hit me um emotionally and I have no other way to release that other than to give off some sort of emotional um, expression, like tears. Um, but then there's other times where it's just this slow roll that lasts a while. It doesn't really have a huge climax, but it's still it's still an orgasm, but it's not the you know earth shattering, the neighbors can hear you kind of thing. And I think in the media or given the impression that that's the only way to have a good O is to, um, you know, the glass, the windows need to shatter sort of thing. Um, and the dogs howl, but that's not reality a lot of the time. Sure. Um, and when that does happen, fantastic, but I don't think it's healthy to, gauge the quality 
of your sex based off of the type of orgasm you have. The fact is you still came. And also, quick side note, an orgasm is not always, it is for a lot of people, but it does not have to be the goal. Right. Intimacy does not equal orgasm. And vice versa. And vice versa. Not a, not a one-to-one equation. Have, it's not a one-to-one equation. Absolutely not. Um, so whether or not you've actually had one, I couldn't tell you because I'm not in your clit, right? I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not there to say, oh, yes, definitely you had one. I think that you probably have. Um, and to be honest, sometimes um, for women, a vibrator is going to get you there more effectively and efficiently than a real person. Not always, but a lot of the times it is. Personally, sometimes you need a little bit of both. So to get like the creme de la creme. Um, so that's something to think about. Um, what was I saying? <laughs> uh, bu- 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 toys. It's toys. gone. Enjoy toys, yourself. yes. And yes, enjoy orgasm yourself. Your toys way. the bedroom. Because or don't. Orgasm your way. And also, again, communicate about what your needs are. Yeah. You know, I think a, a lot of women, especially if they're new to sex, which it sounds like this person is, I mean, she's been doing it for five years, but... With herself for five years. With herself for five right. years. Part, partner, so, well, two partners. We're on partner number two. Sure. And it sounds like partner one hardly counted. <laughs> partner one sounds like he wasn't really a partner. Right. Greg. Yeah. <laughs> you should always be comfortable enough to express what you like and what you don't like. If you're not in a position where you feel like you can have those conversations, you probably shouldn't be having sex with that person. I think that's a real good baseline to start from. Yep. All right. Moving on in today's theme again. Hey, Nassim, I don't like to give head. I used to like giving it to my first partner because it made him feel so good, but he ruined it for me. He never gave me head because he didn't like to do it. I shouldn't have accepted that shit, to be honest, but I was naive. He also always finished too quickly and never did anything for me afterwards. I'm talking like one to two minutes every single time. I dated this man for eight months. Kill me now. Anyway, I feel like it's also degrading to women now after hearing about girls in college and on Tinder who would meet up with guys just to give them head. Is there a way I could get into it, into liking it again? This time, I know to only give it to the guys to de- who deserve it, but at the moment, I don't even feel like doing that. Woo! <laughs> that's, that's... There's a that's 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 a lot. Um, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, I don't agree with a lot of what this writer is saying, um, truthfully, because. Uh, Sexual acts should not be tit for tat. Just because you cannot like to give head, that's fine. 
but not liking to do it because your partner's not giving it back to you feels a little like you're keeping score and that's not healthy for anything for any relationship now granted if you want some in return that is another conversation to be had and if you aren't receiving it and that's something you really want and he's not willing to do that for you well maybe that's not the best sexual relationship for you um because in a relationship yes there's some give and take there's uh compromises to be made but to wholly go without something that's important to you eh, not the best um how to get back into it though is very interesting um i think reframing in your mind what it is about giving head that you liked before what was it that you enjoyed about it um was it the sounds that he makes was it the pure fact that he was receiving pleasure um was it that you actually liked the act of doing it? Like myself, that is something that I enjoy. I actually like the act of doing it. Yes, I like giving my partner pleasure, but I actually really just enjoy it for my own, for myself. Not all heroes um, wear capes. <laughs> I hear that way too much in my <laughs> line of work. Um, so there's that. But if you're concerned about someone lasting – Another option that you can do is, um, and this takes practice, it also takes communication because not all guys are going to be willing to do this, is uh, kind of orgasm denial. So if you get a guy going and he's really close, you have to stop. And this is like you're training them to last longer. And now this is if the guy is into it. If the guy wants to last longer is one thing. If he doesn't, then, you know, it's kind of pointless. But if you can get a guy going and then if he's really close to coming, you just like hold on to that dick real tight and don't, don't let him just yet. And then go. And then once he like calms down a little bit, then you can go back into it and continue giving him head until he starts to come again. Don't let him come let him relax and keep, so you're kind of blue balling him a little bit, but I think the kids call that edging. It is. Yes. The kids do call that edging. That's exactly what you're doing. Um, but edge play can be very frustrating. It can be, can be a very unhappy time for people if it's not consented upon, if it's not done right. Um, that is something that there's actually a bit of controversy about edging, especially like, in the kink community that it's not something that should be taught without um, real experience doing it and without credentials. <laughs> How you get those credentials, I don't know. <laughs> but um, so it's, it can be it's a divisive about whether or not edging is the, a good choice. I think um, when it comes to having someone last longer, I think it's a very, um, effective tool if you're using it as a tool to increase a person's stamina if you're using it for like control and like the kink aspect of it and it's a power dynamic thing uh that's a 
conversation for another time. Sure, but with with all X, it it it, it needs to be a consensual act, right? Hundred yeah. percent. You can't just do it and like this guy. I mean, can you imagine just being denied an orgasm over and over again? It'd piss you off, right? If you didn't know it was, go- sure. if you didn't know it was happening. If it's not working for you, you you can pull your consent and respectfully Absolutely. leave. And because there's also the possibility that in doing the edging, in the orgasm denial, he may lose his erection. And that's fine. That's part of it. That's part of the process. Um, but really, it comes down to figuring out what it is you liked about blowjobs to begin with and trying to get yourself mentally back in that space yeah i like that and Um, to find a partner who's willing to let you do that yeah and maybe are you starting your sexual interactions with a blowjob is that how you're beginning the the scene or the event and he's coming and then you don't get anything in return well how about you flip things around and see if he can can he get you off first and then you can give him a blowjob if he's coming really quick and then he's spent that's because having an orgasm for a guy, it's a lot harder for them once they've come, it's a lot harder for them to rebound and get back into it. Because it takes a lot of energy out of a man to have an orgasm. It's a, it's a very physical act. It's a very, um, it drains a lot of energy. And to expect them to bounce right back in it and please their partner immediately it's asking kind of a lot i personally think some guys can do it but i think the vast majority struggle with that and that's okay physiologically that makes a lot of sense um so if if he can please you first and then you can give him the beach and get him off even if it is two seconds because i mean you'll be tired um that's a great alternative as well I think that's all a great answer. You're filled with them today, Nassim. <sighs> I'm trying. You're doing great. You're doing great. In fact, you've done so great. We're past 50 minutes. What do you say we call that a, a wrap? Let's call it a closer. Awesome. 